Ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you exclusively by the Reality Check Podcast Network. As the gentleman from Pennsylvania is clearly indisposed, I wonder if he might yield to me the remainder of his time. He will us. Thank you. Man, he's a gun. Hey, garçon, can I get some more of these joints here, please? <clears throat> you know, whenever I listen to Republicans offer up prayers, I'm struck by a profound disconnect. A disconnect between what you profess you feel for an impoverished, unemployed Jewish carpenter and how you treat people who are just like him. Well, you that leaves first. My money's on Paul. What if Jesus were alive today? Would you cut his unemployment benefits? What about his food stamps? Would you insist that he got a photo ID in order to be allowed to vote? Would you tap his phone? Would you pass his sandals through the x-ray machine, racially profile him based on his Middle Eastern appearance? Why didn't she just fart? Would you stop and frisk him, legally shoot him if he raised his hand as Jesus did in the temple? <clears throat> Carly, this is a nonpartisan brunch. Lewis, do you really think that Jesus was nonpartisan? Jesus was a liberal. Jesus belongs to our side, Paul. The New Testament is ours. You want the Old Testament God? The bloody, vengeful, pissed off old man? You can have him, but the loving God? The one who sacrificed his only son for our sins? He's ours, baby. You hear me? He's ours. You can't have them both. Doesn't work that way. Amen. And scene. <laughs> Welcome to Inspired with Christopher. Join us on our journey together through all of life's triumphs and tribulations. Prepare for an open, honest, and inspiring look at all the questions you may have about your journey through life. Now I present to you, your host for this journey, ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Martin. gentlemen boys and girls and children of all ages thank you for being patient and thank you for joining us this week on inspired with christopher we got a wonderful hot topic i guess you could say a little bit of controversy that's going to follow this episode but trust me ladies and gentlemen with this hot topic let's say that i go down in flames well guess what one of my best friends, he's going to be going down in flames with me. Regardless of what you think about him, he's one of my best friends, and he is the one that helps me get the word out like I do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Mr. Johnny Podcasting. Welcome Mr. John Wangland. And we are here to 
We're here to open up some eyes. We're here to get you guys thinking and hopefully focus on the right path of truth. Because you know what? This is the thing that a lot of people, you got to realize, is that you might think that you know the truth, but your version of the truth might be different than somebody else's. So, think about it from this perspective. Let's say that you claim that you're a God-fearing Christian. Does your truth and does your ways of thinking line up with the words of Christ? Which if they don't, then you need to sit back and think to yourself, well, wait a second. Maybe I need to refocus on what I see the world as. But anyways, with a long introduction, thank you so much for joining me, Mr. Johnny Podcast and Mr. John Langland, brother. Thank you so much because like the past few days, ladies and gentlemen, I have had a hellacious toothache and that's why the show is getting out later than it normally does. So thank you for joining me, John, and thank you fans for being patient. Well, it's always my pleasure to be here, Christopher. I appreciate the invitation. I look forward to always taping with you and talking to you, my friend. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be here on Inspired with Christopher. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And like, um, now, like, uh, now, John, uh, me and you, we we see ourselves as uh, first Christians. I mean, because like the greatest choice that we've ever made in our lives was giving our life to Jesus. That's first and foremost. But we also recognize that when it comes to faith and politics, you can't escape either one of them. Those are the two things that dictate your life, whether you like it or not. And me and you, we also see ourselves as liberal Democrats as well. Now, the big misconception that that a lot of people have when it comes to like liberal Democrats is like the first thing that they go to is the whole thing with abortion. The, like the second thing that they go to is Hollywood, how it's so corrupt and how it's so freaking sleazy and bad and all that shit. And they don't see it from through the lens of Jesus. And John, like, um, which you know recently that I've had some people on Twitter, they've been running their mouths. Uh, they were persecuting me, saying that I did not know God simply because I'm a liberal. And from your experience, have you dealt with that um, frequently? Or with that, like with dealing with it, what ways do you talk to people and you express your faith with your politics? Well, you know, what's funny with me is um, with politics is I am a very liberal thinker on things. You know, I don't necessarily align with one side or the other. I tend to lean more towards the Democratic side with most things. And, you know, I definitely support that end over the Republican side. You know, I respect everybody's opinions and beliefs. You know, with spirituality, it's a little different for me as I have my beliefs. I never try to push them on anybody if they, you know, aren't interested in hearing about it, if they don't believe in God, if they don't want to listen to it. You know, it's just something for me. I'm never going to push it on anybody. But if people want to talk, I'm happy to share it with them and share my experiences with Christianity and, you know, my belief system. And maybe if I if they want to tell me about theirs and I can offer some help or guidance to them, you know, I'm more than happy to do that. What I also experience a lot of times is because I am a very flawed human being is people will pull the same thing with me. How can you be a Christian and do this or say this or blah, 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 blah. You know, and I look at them and I tell them, I said, you know, God 
forgives us for our sins. He knows that we're not perfect creatures, man. Like, that's just really the reality of it. Does he want us to make these same mistakes over and over again? Absolutely not. You know, that's not what he wants at all. It doesn't mean we get a free pass every time, but he accepts our imperfections too. So I think when you look at politics and spirituality, it makes it very difficult for people because they want to make a criticism because they believe in something politically. And then they want to make that criticism that there's no way you can be a Christian and believe in this political, uh, this political ideology in some way. It's, it's really, it's a crazy thing sometimes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And like, the thing is, is that like the majority of the people lately, which I've noticed that like to pass judgment on liberal thinkers like us are, let's be blunt here, like the Trump supporters. Okay. Um, and like, the thing is, is, that they treat Donald Trump like um, like he's literally like the second coming of Christ. They treat him like the cult leader Jim Jones, which for people that don't know who that is, he's the main reason why they created the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, he helped murder, I think it was over 900 cult followers, Um because he had a vision of a utopia called Jonestown. It was in Ghana, West Africa, I believe, which I think that's where Kofi Kingston is from, actually. Um, it's, where, it's where they bill his heritage is from. I don't think he's actually from there, though. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong, though. Well, maybe, maybe not. So, he but, do, he like, does live 20 minutes from, away from me, though. I will say that. That is so cool right there. Yeah. I love that. 20 minutes away. He lives, he, he works in the town or he lives in the town that I used to work in and he works in the, and lives near right near um, where I grew up around it too. So. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so, so did you, so have you ever gotten like a chance to meet him? No, or, uh... no never. It's uh, it, he lives in Ithaca, New York. Ithaca's a very, um, it's a very liberal town. When we look at it from the political scope of things, it's very yeah. hippie ish and it's, if you go to the mall area down there, they have this outdoor mall called the Commons out there, and they have mm-hmm. no corporations there. It's all small businesses. Everything. That's awesome. They will not allow big businesses in this area, and the town itself is just like a complete hotbed for liberals. And the mayor, of all things, he's been a long time now, he got elected when he, I think he was 19. Holy crap, yeah, that's impressive. Crazy. Yeah, it's very impressive, actually. And he's a really, I think he's been doing about six, eight, or eight years now, maybe. And he's one of the sharpest tacks you'll ever see, man. This kid is smart. And he's going to go on to bigger and better things, I'm sure. You think a potential future president? I, you know, we'll see. Who knows? You never know in life. I'm telling you, 19, you get elected to be the mayor of a town, you know, and that you run it for six to eight years, whatever it's been since he's been there. And he's done a phenomenal job with it, too, actually. So he and everybody loves him. He's beloved in the town by all different political sides. They think this kid's the greatest thing. So who knows, man? I don't know. That's why I say politics and beliefs and age and all these other things, you know, it really doesn't matter if you're doing the right things in life, because if you're following the good word and doing the right things that you can politics or not you're not going to get away unscathed in life when you make bad choices and a lot of these politicians are making really poor choices and doing really poor things and spiritually they're morally bankrupt and spiritually bankrupt in many ways in my opinion and which that i'm 100 percent on board with you john and um with what i was saying like with donald trump like the thing is is that one thing that like the Bible teaches us is that you have to have your house in order, like your spiritual house, like your physical mm-hmm. house, your emotional house in order. 
And like the thing is, is that is that with, with all due respect to all like the Trump supporters out there, if you can't take care of your household, then you can't take care of your neighborhood. And if you can't take care of your neighborhood, then you can't take care of your city. You can't take care of your country. And like the thing is, is that can you guys please answer this for me? If Trump is such a man of God, then why does he constantly criticize people? And why is he such a prideful man that he can never admit that he's wrong? That's the God honest truth, guys. And pride is one of the greatest downfalls of men. And true men of God don't suffer from that pride deficiency. And plus two. And and like the thing is, is that guys, which that me and John, we're not perfect either, which you guys know that I've struggled with my with the severe problem with pornography. But I've never stepped outside of my marriage and cheated on my wife physically like that. Okay? This man, Donald Trump, he has been married, I think it's either three or four times, cheated on every single one of his wives. He paid off a porn star. And <laughs> yep. While his wife was pregnant with their last child. And yet you guys are constantly making up excuses for him saying, well, he did it before he was in office and this and that and da da da. Okay. Which it's a proven fact. Normally by the time you are 30 years old, you are set in your ways for like the rest of your life. Normally that's the case. So you guys can't tell me from that short period of time right up until Trump be, became president that he completely turned a he completely turned a whole new leaf and became a man of God overnight which I definitely hope and pray that Trump does get God in his heart one day because that would do wonders for for him for his wife and for all and for like his children because God speaks of us wanting God speaks of us being spiritually wealthy um, um, and and spiritually happy and spiritually satisfied with him and through him we won't seek worldly things and what I mean is that okay you notice like with rich people uh, that no matter how much money they have, it's the, never enough. It, it's never enough. Yep. And and that's because they are purposely um, trying to fill a God-shaped void that's within their heart. And yet, like, they're too blinded by the world, the glitz, the glamour, to see that. And they and they don't worship God. They worship money. Donald Trump worships money. Donald Trump worships vanity. Donald Trump worships himself and for the followers that claim that he's a man of god with all due respect you need to look in the mirror yourself because because if you're putting all your eggs in the donald trump basket and you're betting saying oh man he's the he's the perfect representation of a man of god for this nation then what then who is your hey, who brought you up when it comes like to teaching you like the ways of God? That what was your 
what was your um, your experiences growing up where you think that a morally bankrupt man is a great example? And which I tell people, like, which I'm not trying to pass judgment on the guy, but God calls us to hold one another accountable, and we need to do so. And which a big part of that is us being honest, being transparent, and just saying, hey, we're flawed, we're not perfect, we struggle, we have these issues. And like with me, it's the pain pill issue, it was the pornography issue, it was um, just me struggling like with my bipolar issues. I mean, which I lay that out all on the table because I want you guys to realize that it's okay to be vulnerable, that it's okay to be honest, and that it's okay for you to be true to who you are. And God gave me that ability for that vulnerability. Yeah, you know, I struggle a little bit sometimes with it. <clears throat> Excuse me. While I, res- while I respect everybody's beliefs politically and, and spiritually and whatever it may be, I, I struggle sometimes to see. I, I try to look for the good in people. And yeah. I struggle to find any good in the man. Like, And it's not because I'm biased because I have I, – listen, I have no dogs in the race for people, for Democrats right now. You know, I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan whatsoever. I think she's morally bankrupt too. Um, Bill Clinton too. Yep, all, the whole damn family except for Chelsea. She seemed like a nice kid, but and got and just really quick, guys. Bill Clinton, he he was a man whore too. So uh, and then some. Yep. <laughs> yep. All so, right. I so mean, continue, John. I just wanted to say that for fairness to everybody is that is you know I really don't have any dogs in the race here on this one, but. I look at the best of both worlds or like the best of uh, was it the expression, the best of two evils, you know? So it's like, it's like, where do we go in this way? Do I want this guy or do I want one of them potentially representing me? The things that this guy has done in the four years that he is in office is insane. The fact that he's still in office right now is insane. The fact that he hasn't been brought up and indicted on criminal charges is insane. It's, I, I don't know what people can say he's done good for our country, and I don't know what they can say that he's done for us good as moral human beings and with morality. The guy is the definition of lying, cheating, stealing, being a complete miscreant in life, being a complete deviant, being mm-hmm. a complete bully, being a complete sycophant, egocentric, uh, megalomaniac. I mean, this guy is literally all of those things and more, and it's what good is he doing for this world? He has brought shame, embarrassment, <clears throat> just complete awful things to our country. And I just can't understand how people can see the good in what he's done or what good he has done. I like them to point it out to me. I, I It's always the, the economy is what I hear. And that's the most bullshit thing in the world. Cause yeah, you see the Obama. Yeah. And then they say it was Trump, you know, but then you see the economy taking a fucking shit right now too. excuse my language, folks. It's taking yeah. a shit now again, too. So it's like, no, just don't even pull down me. But I respect you if you think he's done good. I just don't know how people can think he's done good. And I don't I don't know what good I see in that man. He's he's pure evil and that's inside of his soul. If there's anybody that needs Jesus in his life, it's Donald Trump, man. That guy needs to really bring that bring God into his life really, really fast, man, because he is he is in he's one of the most disgraceful human beings ever. And I agree with you. And like the thing is, is back to like the listeners that are Trump supporters. If you're willing to make up excuses for him, what does that say about you? 
Yep. Are okay. Okay. Be because if you're willing to make up excuses for him, and which if you're willing to, like if you're willing to accommodate for that, what other parts of your life are you doing the same thing for? Where you're putting God to the side, saying, "Well, God, but, 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 no." God works like this. You are either all in or you're not in at all, okay? You don't just dip your toes in the pool. God wants you to dive right in. So being that, back to what I was saying, you have to hold the ones that are slipping and backsliding. You're supposed to hold them. You need to call them out for it, but in a loving manner and say, hey, we are all brothers and sisters. Regardless of our beliefs, it doesn't matter. The one thing we can agree on is love mm-hmm. and common sense. And and like within those cases, you guys call Trump a man of God, but but another great example of him being the polar opposite is the situation when Syria, okay, he pulled out um, thousands of troops, and guess what? Thousands of innocent people are being slaughtered right now. Less than twenty four hours, I think it was after he left. Within twenty four hours, insane. Yes insane man and like the thing like that drove me crazy was literally you had these members of isis that were in like these uh, they were in like these camps and then like the troops left guess what they they all broke out and now they're running rampant again and and like the thing is is that what is what is he trying to prove by doing this all because he promised it during like his 2016 run. I'm sorry, but certain things you can't follow through with for the sake of protecting people. Okay. Which I'm sure that your base will forgive you, but Jesus Christ, dude, if your children were over there, then I guarantee you that you wouldn't have done that. Dude, you ain't lying about that one, man. I'm telling you a thousand percent. It's, uh, it's man, it's crazy the last couple of weeks, man. And then you got his top advisor with Giuliani's getting divorced now again, and all the crimes. He's going to be indicted on charges here any day, man. That's coming, you know. Oh, yeah. That shit's coming too. And these are the people that people are looking up towards for guidance for our country. Like you said, they're claiming they're they're good Christian souls and good human beings, man. And this is from flawed people that are saying this right here. People that are honest yep. and you know. The, the times in my life when I was at my lowest and at my worst was when I didn't have spirituality and God in my life. Yeah. And my dad would always tell me when I was going through those rough times, he's like, you need to get God in your life. You need to get God back in your life. You need to get him in your life. You need to keep him there. You need to focus on that. And I always thought it was a joke and I never listened to it. And then it was like, man, one day it clicked in my head when I was at my lowest point and somebody gave me a random act of kindness and Mm -hmm. sat down there and talked to me and started counseling me spiritually and going over that stuff with me. And that's when I learned, man. And this guy and these people are not learning because they think they can just get away with everything. They think they're above the law. They think they're above God. They think that they are good people. And Mm -hmm. it's sad, man, because they're not. They're disgraceful human beings, a lot of these people. Yep, yep. And, like, the thing is, is that what you're saying, it reminds me once again, like, the whole thing, like, with Syria. Okay, for those people that want to call Trump a Christian, think about it this way. The number one target for ISIS are Christians. Yeah. For, for they have murdered 
countless Christians in the Middle East simply because they have not, they do not want to, to deny the name of Christ. They have been martyred so many times over, and Trump has basically enabled these guys to continue it. So for somebody that claims that he's a defender of Israel and Christians and things like that, he has done the exact opposite. And and basically just greed, hate, ignorance, racism, all that crap all balled up, all balled up into one. It just drives me crazy. And like the same goes for Mike Pence, okay? Mike Pence, he's a fairly quiet dude. He doesn't talk too much, but silence is just is just as dangerous as ignorance and stupidity because you're just as guilty if you're sitting on the sidelines knowing what's going on and not saying something. I agree. I agree, man. I, I couldn't agree anymore with it. Now, you had said people were saying that you couldn't be a liberal and be a Christian. Yes. Wow. That's a bold statement right there. It's like it's like saying you can't be conservative and be a Christian. Like that would be the same thing, like to spin it at. Like, man, that's wild that, that somebody would say that. What was the context of that? Okay. Well, he's still a friend of mine and you know who I'm talking about. Um, oh, okay. Oh God, yeah, I remember now. Okay, okay, okay. Now great guy they, too. Great guy. Yes, say that. yeah. Which 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 out of respect no names will be named on this podcast but um basically what happened was i was posting uh certain pictures saying that that i'm a proud uh liberal christian and then posting uh pictures of biblical scripture supporting the fact that jesus he had a liberal mindset and that really ticked someone off and the, and they basically said that like the like li- like the liberal christians like they're nothing but uh like they're murderers they're pedophiles they are just racist they're all kinds of crap and like the thing is is that like the and like the number one thing like they're that really really pissed me off besides the pedophile thing was the fact that this person said to me that you support a party that kills babies right after they're born. With all due respect, where do you get your information from? Because that has never legally happened ever. Ever. And... Yeah, wow. And, and like, with all due respect, if your source is Fox News, then... Your then 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 your source is no better than the National H- H- Enquirer. That's the god honest truth. Or that or or that uh, uh, like the Drudge Report or uh, like the one with uh, like that crazy guy like that talks about like the gay frogs. Um, Alex Jones's network. I mean, straight up, guys. Uh, Fox News is a huge propaganda machine, and yes, yes, I do watch CNN. I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I do, and yes, I do watch. Damn it, MS, NBC. 
but I recognize and I step back and I filter out the bullshit. Fox News listeners, for the most part, they tend to take it all in as the gospel and truth. And that's how you get your views and your ideology screwed up and where it makes you look like you're a, a blubbering moron. Because, because, like, with all due respect, that a lot of you people taking it for, like, the gospel truth, you don't filter out, okay, what could be true, what could not be true, let me do, like, a little bit more research. You tend to just take it as what they're saying and just go with it. And you wonder why there's so many people that think you guys are fools. And, um, and, and good God, it's just frustrating when I'm arguing like with somebody that they are blatantly trolling me. And yet I, and yet I didn't even say a word, speak a word, speak a word to them to begin with. And it's just kind of, man. That's wild. I, I'm kind of blown yes. away by that a little bit there. Like, yeah, God, I'm I'm a you know, I'm a minister. Okay, I've been to theology and everything like that. School. I I spent I spent a long time studying it to get my my license as a commission minister and all that stuff. Jesus, <laughs> this is well. God is is one of the most liberal beings in the world in the history of the world because he he accepts and loves everybody for who they are he accepts the world for what it is he wants peace and goodness in it he wants people to have the mindset to be able to think follow the path that he's setting for you but in that path discover your own journey he's accepting of everyone he's accepting of everybody's beliefs he's accepting of everybody's ideologies on things so man God's a gangster, man. He he he's the he's a gangster because he knows what he knows, and he knows that he needs we need to be a better accepting in life because when we're not, what happens? Wars, violence, anger, you know, hatred, things that are going on right now in society. That that makes God a sad, a, a very sad, uh, a very sad, you know, just upset. I'm sure because it's completely against what he wants. Because he's seeing what people are doing and how they're acting. It's totally against his teachings of accepting one another, loving one another, embracing them into your life, you know, and being understanding of things. And I'm not saying that conservatives, God doesn't align with conservative views too, but he, I think he way leans more towards liberal views than anything. You know, if I was to look at it from my studies and my, in the context of things, um, he's both sides of the fence there in many ways, but I definitely think he's more of a liberal in his, in his, in his beliefs than uh, in what he teaches people than he is the other way. So I think that's a very bold statement to say that you can't be liberal and be a Christian. I think it's a very bold statement to make. And that's very, very true. And okay, guys, here's some food for thought. Okay. Let's say that you're lit. Most conservatives, when it comes to things like uh, things like federal aid, things like uh, public uh, funds being handed out like to poor people, you guys are completely gone against it. When in fact, like the majority of you are on some form of public assistance, you're voting against your own personal interests simply because a party is prostituting the name of Jesus just to trick you into voting for them so they can get richer off of you. Um, and a great example is you guys say that you're pro-life, right? Okay. Uh, with all due respect, you're full of shit. 
your pro fetus. Because as soon as that baby is born, let's say that it's born within a poor situation where like the mother is broke, like the baby daddy left her and she has nowhere else to go. You guys don't want them getting public assistance. So guess what? That baby is that baby might as well have been dead because you think right as soon as that baby's born that that baby is a burden to a burden to the world because they weren't born like with a silver spoon in their mouth. So 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 you guys are pro fetus. You are when it comes to things like violence, okay? Jesus was the ultimate pacifist. Yes, he did flip tables and yes, he did show anger. But he also turned the other cheek. So how can you be so pro-Jesus when it comes to his stances on peace, and yet you have such a hard-on for firearms, and you want, and you don't want the government like to take away your guns? Well, guess what? The government's not trying to take away your guns. The government is trying to make it where you don't have access to things like freaking assault rifles and things like bazookas and things like freaking Tommy guns because like the guy's truth is what normal person in their right mind needs those. I mean, I, I can't even piggyback off that because you were spot on on it. I, I mean, for me, I, I couldn't agree anything more on that stuff. You, you mentioned turning the other cheek. So this is just funny that it was brought up today. I'm not going to get in the context of it on here with about who mentioned it or whatever, but bro. you know, bro, uh, you know, somebody did mention that today in, in the process of being, uh, nasty towards somebody that they dislike greatly, mm-hmm. and, you know, have animosity towards greatly. So God wanted people to turn the other cheek. He didn't want violence. He didn't want war. He didn't want all those things. He, he, he said in Matthew when, with turning the other cheek is that when you don't respond to people, you don't retaliate to those things. And this is something that we're all guilty as, as humans, that when somebody does that to you, when somebody slaps you in the face, like you're talking about, that you need to be the bigger person and the bigger Christian and the bigger follower of his practices. And you need to turn your other cheek to them and let them hit that next one. And then when that happens again, you do it again. And that's what he wants. Is that the way that we live our lives or many of us believe? No, it's not. But when you look at some of the arguments that you just gave for it, you know, with war, with guns and violence and things going on today, you think God would want us to be doing that stuff? And I struggle with it a lot of times to think because of my prior career, you know, in the mil- I was in the military for 12 years and, you know, we, we, we had to do things you don't want to do in life, you know, and uh, I always struggle with that. I, I wonder what some days um, if God will forgive me for having to do those things and what we had to do. And I hope he will, you know, I really do. I, I hope he will. It, it, but my stance changed when I was in my thirties to when I was in my twenties. You know, on it. And I'm not knocking anybody for having to do those things. I was in the military for a long time, did all those things. I respect greatly my my fellow uh, servicemen and women or anybody in life if you have to self-defend against somebody. It's just it's such a broad scope, you know, when you look at certain mm-hmm. contexts of things. And then when people make comments, you know, about firearms, like you mentioned, or violence or war. Come, I mean, come on, man. That's that's not what God wants us to do. It's oh. not. Does it mean that it's not justified at certain points or, or a necessity? Uh, yeah, sometimes I guess it is a necessity and it is justified to do those things, but that still hurts him to, to see that those things are happening and that's still not what he wants. And his love and his infinite, his infinite love that he'll give you forever is what 
will forgive you for having to do those things for whatever reason, for survival, you know, for your country, for your family, whatever it may be, whatever the circumstance might be, you know, you can hold solace and know that he will forgive you for your mistakes, but that's not what he wants. So he he doesn't want you having these big fucking assault rifles and going out there and plowing people down and doing those things. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And that goes hand in hand with, with like my next point. Okay. Um, like the Republicans, they are strongly in support of of your right for firearms, regardless of what it is. And okay, like the first fact that I'm going to bring up, okay, uh, that it is legally easier. No, wait, 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 no, no, that it is legally more difficult to adopt a puppy. Then buy a firearm within our country. That's the God honest truth. You guys can look that up. That's a fact, and that's sad. Okay, and like, and like, my second point is, is that these Republicans and some liberals are guilty for this too. You guys sit back, and you are watching these children being killed these people going into churches shooting them up like that like the las vegas concert a couple years ago people just randomly getting killed and your biggest response is oh they're in my thoughts and prayers okay the bible even speaks about it prayers without action are wait hold on prayer without action is void of god i believe and basically, you're being lukewarm, and God, which like the Bible even speaks about it, that if you that if you are lukewarm, like within your faith, He's just going to spit you out. So, guys, for for all you lawmakers that claim that you're Christians and oh God bless their hearts, we're going to pray for them, like you're in like you're you're in like our thoughts and prayers. How about you get your head out of the National Rifle Association's ass? And start voting with your heart and not your pocketbook. Because guess what? More people are going to get killed because of this ignorance and greed. And that is not of God. Okay? And and we talk about things like global warming. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It does exist. That's the secular word for it. But the God honest truth is it's not just global warming, but it's biblical prophecy. God's letting these hurricanes happen. God's letting these natural disasters, these tsunamis, all this crap happen because he's trying to wake us up and tell us, hey, you're not doing shit right. Please stop being so greedy. Stop hating each other. Stop destroying each other. And please get things back to the way that they should be. And stop putting your own personal interests first and put God first. That's what he wants. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's so many warning signs that it's ridiculous. And really quick, we're going to be back on the other side. But, ladies and gentlemen, we got the inspired song of the week. And it is called Trump 2019 by Eminem. We'll see you back on the other side. Yo. Shout to everybody. Been on this trip with me. You don't have to agree, but if you feel like me, someone get this area in a sheet. 
Time to bury him, so tell him to prepare to get impeached. Everybody on your feet. This is where terrorism and heroism meet. Square off in the street. This chump barely even sleeps. All he does is watch Fox News like a parrot and repeats while he looks like a canary with a beak. Why you think he banned transgenders from the military with a tweet? He's trying to divide us, this shit's like a cult But like Johnny, he'll only unite us Cause nothing inside us drives us like this fight does Similar to when two cars collide Cause our spirit's crushed in the spot's a tight one But here the jaws of life come To pull us from the wreckage, that's what we get pride from When we can't from our stars and strikes Cause this type of pickle that we're in's hard to deal But there's always tomorrow still If we start from scratch, like a scab Get the scars to heal and band together for Charlottesville and for Heather Fallen heroes, fill his wall with murals Enough bad to get up, hit the damn resetter Let's start from zero, this is our renewal Straight tank, get rid of, get a brand new better America, and here's to where it Piss your base off, did you? Can't denounce the clan cause they play golf with you. You stay on Twitter, way to get your hate off, Nazi. I do not see a way y'all differ. And all you got are race cards, big at the swaz sticker with your name carved in it. Should be your trademark, cause hate's all you played off. And you just lick the plate off, so I guess it pays to feed off a of chaos. So basically, you ate off Hitler. But you ain't ruining our country, punk, or taking our pride from us. You won't define us, cause like a dictionary, things are looking up so much. Got a sprain neck, know we will rise up against this train wreck and take a stand. Even if it means sitting when they raise the flag to sing the Star Spangled Banner. This man just praised the statue of General Lee, cause he generally hates the black people. Degrades Hispanics, take it back to the shady national convention. Wish I would've spit on it before I went to shake his hand at the event. Or maybe had the wherewithal to know that he was gonna try to tear apart our sacred land. We cherish and stand for so hands in the air Let's tear it from the start of a brand new America Without him then be proud of where we're from And here's to where it Welcome back, and I hope that song kind of opened up your eyes. If he pissed you off, I'm sorry, but that's partially how I feel. And John can 
go to toot like with that too. To quote some great Arn Anderson. Speaking of Arn Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the Arn Show, uh, which is hosted by Conrad Thompson. In my opinion, it's one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. Period. But anyways, John, what's your take on what I just said prior to the break? Yeah, man. I mean, I agree with a lot of it. It's. Um, I wish we would all just come together as people and come together as a society and stop labeling one another, you know, and stop, stop judging one another and really realizing that in life, what we need to do is we need to unite. We need to actually follow the principles of God and what he would want for us and to st- and instead of dividing. And with the leadership that we have in this country today, we're dividing and we're definitely not conquering because of it. We're dividing and we're faltering really fast. And we really need to get into perspective as people, what the most important things in life are. And it's your connection with a higher being. It's connection with something that's greater than what you see right here. And it's something that you can guide, live your life on, live the principles by, and it'll make your life a heck of a lot better. I promise you that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And speaking of uniting, which I got two points here to make. As speaking of like the people like that follow Trump, you talk about people that get uh, they they completely turn their back on their core on like the core values because of greed and power. Uh, greed and power. Look no further than Rudy Giuliani. Oh Jesus! Back, yes. Back in two thousand one, the man was a national hero. He he was one of the main men that helped bring our country together during the biggest terrorist attack in the history of our country. He was a legitimate patriot back then, and which, like the God's truth, guys, is that I was thinking about wanting him for president because of the leadership that he showed during 9-11. But years later, you see what greed gets you. You see what like that lust for power gets you. It shows your true colors. And like, and like with Rudy Giuliani, that's a complete 180. It's a a difference between night and day. He doesn't seem like the same person that he was. I mean, what do you think, John? Rudy Giuliani is a disgraceful human being. He's been a disgraceful human being. And I never drank the Kool-Aid of Rudy Giuliani, even when 9-11 happened. I never did. And I, people used to crap on me because of it, because I never drank it. And I said the same things that you're saying. And I said it 20 plus years ago and look exactly, or almost 20 years ago, 18 years ago when it happened. And when 9-11 happened. And uh, look what Rudy Giuliani's done um, over the last uh, 20 plus years, you know, nearly that he's done with people and his relationships. He's been unfaithful every single woman he's ever been with. His wife who stood by him when he had cancer and was sick and when he was impotent and couldn't sexually do anything for that long a period of time. He ditched oh. her and married the chick he was with now. I mean, the, the things that this guy's done to people is this guy's. And I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Go, go check out his background. Every woman he's ever been with, he's cheated on and he's married the mistress. So. Oh my God. Yeah. So he's on it. And I'm not knocking anybody divorced or anything like that. You know, I mean, my yeah. parents were divorced or whatever. I don't want it, but, or want people to have that, but I understand there's, you know, grounds for it. But he's been unfaithful to every woman he's ever been at. And literally, they will 
his his soon to be ex wife now will tell you. I guess is writing a book too, and he doesn't have a prenup. So oh god, no, he's about to get completely fucking bled dry by this whole thing because she's a little bit of a gold digger apparently. But oh wow, yeah. So this guy is doing anything he can to make a buck and do certain things, and he's just, man. I think Juliana's a disgraceful human being. I just I just do. He was a great lawyer that put helped take down the mob and make New York better when he was in it. But as a person, I don't have a lot of faith in him. Never did. Yeah. Okay, so basically, like the news, they made him look like a national hero, pretty much. I think so, and I don't. I think he did what he did. And I'm a New Yorker, you know, and I lived up here two hours away from it when it happened. Yeah. And he did what anybody else would have done in that role, and you had to step in because that was your city and that was your thing that you had to do. It's. Okay. I don't think anybody deserves special kudos because they did what they had to do. Was the special kudos to me goes to the defenders, the people that were out there, the cops, the firemen, the volunteer worker, the EMS workers that were going out there to defuse that situation. And I have respect for him for how he handled it because I, I do think he handled it nicely and yeah. I have respect for that, but he didn't do anything that anybody else in that role wouldn't have done. So that's well, yeah. he had, to, he had to do it. Well, I, um, and that, that really gets me thinking, okay, why is it that bad things have to happen within our nation for us to unite and put our differences aside? I think historically, when you look at it, that's been the way that it's almost always united. Um, and over time, when you see, I mean, look at World War II is a fine example of it. What was going on in Europe, you know, that Hitler was doing and his and his people were aligning, aligning with him. And he was he was he was doing genocide to people. He was trying to wait, wipe off a whole culture of millions and millions of people. And we stood back for a long time, as did everybody else, and let it go on until we finally said enough is enough. The bad, This is awful what's going on, and we have to step in and help, and help now. It seems that bad is the thing that unites people when it shouldn't be that. Good should unite people because good is what will make people better and make society better. But it, to see, it's always that bad things happen and we all come together then and that, and that's not the way it should be it's the way it is though oh yeah oh yeah and and like the thing is is that um one of like the things is, is like with like the conservatives is that they love to attack our former president mr obama okay and like the thing is is that he dare i say the first scandal free president in history and yeah, they could, I can't think of anything. And they couldn't stand it. And like the thing is, is that okay? His crowning glory it was the thing with like the health care act. He right now over thirty seven million people that did not have health care prior, they have access to it now. With me, myself, my wife and both of my kids, they're prime examples of that, and which I'm very, very grateful for. And like the thing is, is that whether you guys like to, whether you guys want to accept or not, Mr. Obama is a Christian. He's not a Muslim. He's, he wasn't born in Kenya. He does have a birth certificate for the love of God. It's public record. He was a true man of God, whether you guys chose to accept it or not. And like the messed up part about it, is that due to his skin color and due to his core values, you guys detested that. Because, for example, let's say that you run into like a demon, okay? And you mentioned like the name of Jesus. They cower in fear. 
because they know that that's good. With Obama, it's the same exact way. Not that not that he's Jesus, but like the majority of like the crooked conservatives, they they cower in fear, knowing that he's a legitimate man, man, uh, 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 a, a a great man of God and a great man of respect and this important word integrity yep that's and he brought that to he brought that to our country and during those eight years that he was in office we were the most respected nation in the world hands down for well for eight years in a row he was voted the most respected man in the world and i forgot the name of the like the real name of the award but he was a true true christian and no he didn't talk about it constantly but he let his actions speak for it and um and uh which it's sad because you guys claim that he brought nothing but nothing but tyranny and the division but straight up he saved a lot of your asses okay First off, like with bailing out the banks, bailing out the motor, uh, like the um, motor companies, okay, saving thousands upon thousands of jobs, creating millions more, and then on top of that, you have him facing persecution on a daily basis, and still moving forward and showing that strength of what a real leader is, and. Hopefully one day, you guys that don't like him now, you'll look back and you'll respect what the man did. Because me and John can vouch for this saying that, Jesus Christ, we miss him so much. And we wish Barack Obama. Yes, same here. And What a a wonderful person he was and his family and his wife is even just as good. Uh, Just a good guy, man. Like, And the funny thing is, I'll be honest, I didn't vote for him in the first election. Um, I voted against him. And... That's how much he changed my mind because I didn't know what to expect from him. And what a wonderful guy, man. That, that, but that's how when you keep an open mind, you can see what the best thing is for people in this world and for our country. You know, as we look at our politics, you know, for the for American politics is uh, I saw what he proved in his first election. And I I was I was proud to vote him in. Second oh, time. yeah. Oh, Good yeah. Man. And oh, yeah. And for people that are trying to figure out who you're going to vote for next year. Back to what we were talking about. Whatever you worship, let's say you worship Jesus. Line up your core values with what the Bible says. Let's say you worship Muhammad. Line up your core values with what the Quran says. Let's say you worship Star Wars. Line up your core values with what Luke Skywalker (laughs) believes in. I don't know. But like the one thing that we can agree on is love and being good to one another. And are you going to vote for that person that you think will make you happy, but but's a very very flawed in character, or are you going to vote for that person that's not just going to benefit you, but but benefit the world as a whole? That's what you guys need to think about the bigger picture because it's not just about you okay and um and you need and you you guys need like to realize that voting it's a very very powerful tool don't take it lightly and don't take it as a joke 
because you literally, whether you you realize it or not, that vote, you have lives in your hands. So please, just like don't drink and drive, don't, don't, hey, don't watch Fox News and vote, please. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, yeah. Now we got that huge spiel out of the way. Now, John, do you have any last words on this subject? before like, we go to the grand finale no man I just say for my last thing is I respect everybody's beliefs and opinions man and I implore people to do the same and I hope that you do the same and I hope that you know in your lives you have something that's guiding you spiritually in some way and if you're not I, I think it's something that you should definitely look into, into getting in your life oh yeah and like the thing is is that many people don't realize this but one of our good friends he's an atheist mm-hmm and we have fantastic conversations with him. We have nothing but the utmost love and respect for him because he's open-minded and he's very respectful of us as we are for him. And, and you know what? Let me just mention like his name, Dean. Yeah, he's Dean. On, yeah, he, he's on like the network with us. Fantastic guy for people out there. Dean Bruso, freaking funny as hell. And and like the thing is, is that he's a prime example of someone that doesn't feel the way that we feel, but he respects how we feel. And damn it, please follow that example, people. Regardless yep. of our differences, let's respect one another. Now, um, you know what? S- Something that I want to do because, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're not just going to have two songs this week because you know that we have the inspired song and then like the song at the end. We're going to have three. And by God, Johnny Podcasting, what do you want the people to hear this week? Mm, I want you to hear a love song this week. All right. I I want you to hear a love song. And it's one that you probably will never know. Um, but maybe you have, maybe you do. It's called Swept Away by Christopher Cross. Very nice. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we, we're going to be getting to our grand finale right after this break. I never had anything happen so fast Took one look and I shattered like glass I guess I let it show cause you smiled told me you knew That you're everything I ever wanted at once There's no holding this heart when it knows what it wants And I never wanted anything more than to know you I was swept away I gotta find a way to make you feel the way that I do I was swept away Without a warning, like the morning begins the day I was swept away And so it begins, this journey of love The summer wind carries us to places of our own The words of a look 
the language you catch The way that you want me means so much And I never wanted anything more Than to love you you got swept away into like a bubbly land of love lavender roses and all that goody goody good stuff you know why and... i like that song so much oh why is that because it reminds me of when i met my wife and it reminds me of how i felt the minute i the minute that i met her and i knew and i said she was a girl in my dreams right right off the bat she thought i was certified with crazy so Nice, yeah. nice. And she's she's been under the weather here, but I want her to know how much I love her. So I say that that yeah. song is a good one. It's a good, loving, peaceful song for some of the uh, tough talk we had tonight. So I hope it swept yes. you away into a good place at least. Yes, yes, yes. And like for the listeners, please pray for John's wife, as as every little prayer helps and. We could pray for her, like to gain strength, and for her, like to heal quickly. 
like with whatever element she's suffering with right now because whether whether it's a cold whether it's a strained muscle whether it's just the fact that she's exhausted guys let's just pray for her all right well she lives with me so she has to be exhausted (laughs) oh god yes oh my god throw that one out there so I know she's got to be exhausted. Amen. That's why we got good women. You got to have good women behind you. And, and like straight up, which it still baffles me that I have a woman that loves me so much that she actually chose to spend like the rest of her life with me. And I, and right before she said, I do, she had a chance to run, but she didn't. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, knowing that God loves me so much that, He's given me that woman for me like to spend like the rest of my life with. Then on top of that, the two greatest blessings of my life, my daughter and my son, knowing that God loves me so much that he's willing to let me take care of his children. That's extremely humbling and, and such a huge honor. And speaking of that, ladies and gentlemen, um, yesterday, which – wait, well, okay. 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 Ah, yes. Hold on. What's today's date? Today is uh, just turned, as we're taping this, the 16th of October. Okay. The 14th of October, ladies and gentlemen, it was a two-year anniversary of, like, the death of my father, okay? He died from complications due to smoking. Um, My father, he smoked since like the age of 13 and basically what happened was he took so many antibiotics due to get due to him getting pneumonia so often from smoking that basically his intestines they basically turned to mush and and he basically shit himself to death ladies and gentlemen that's the god honest truth oh my lord Yep, yep, and but with that tragic ending, the one thing that I must say is that he left a wonderful legacy with me, my brother, um, my brother's kids, my kids, and just knowing that, yes, I do think about him on a daily basis, but knowing that I can look at my daughter and just think that if it wasn't partially for him that she wouldn't be here. That just makes me feel so happy. And knowing that before my dad passed away, which I don't think that I've shared this, uh, but before my father passed away, um, on the way to the hospital, uh, there was a medic that like was talking to my father and that was asking him if he knew Jesus Christ. and. My father, he was an atheist. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, And before he passed away, my father said to like the, he said to like the medic, well, I guess my son wasn't wrong after all. Jesus does exist. And my father gave his life to Christ prior to passing. And that's one of the biggest things in one of the biggest reliefs in my life because like the whole dying thing that doesn't scare me so much but the whole thing is is like okay do you know god so when we go we will see you again 
That's what scared the crap out of me. And knowing that my words with him, they didn't fall on deaf ears and that it made a little bit of a uh, dent within that armor of his, um, that really, really humbled me. And it just really made me so happy knowing that, that I helped him with making that choice. So what, what, when I go that I can do the one thing that I've been wanting to do for two years and give him the biggest hug in the world. Um, and my father, regardless of his issues, whether it was drinking, whether it was womanizing, it doesn't matter. My father always took care of me and my brother. We never went without, and he's one of those people that I can honestly say that no matter what, <laughs> what his problems were, he never neglected me or my brother. And it's just crazy to think that he never let like his vices or let his demons get get like within like the way of that. He wasn't the best husband in the world. My dad would even say that. My dad says being a father comes natural because that's built that's built within you. But being but like you being a husband, you have to work at that. So that's one of the things that my, 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 my father taught me. And some of like my best memories was we lived up in Baltimore, Maryland. And like the company that my dad worked for, they got season tickets to the Baltimore Ravens and to like the Baltimore Orioles. So my childhood, it was consistent of my dad like would come home from work, working like these 16-hour shifts, crazy shifts. And would walk up to me saying, "Hey, son, that is your homework done." I'm like, yeah, Dad. And his reward for me was taking me to ball games, and which I can say, like the two best memories, like for baseball, was that I was there the night that Cal Ripken Jr. broke the uh, like the Lou Gehrig's game record back in 1995. That's awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that and I was there when, when Mr. Mustache number thirty-three, Eddie Murray hit like his fifth hundred home run at Camden Yards. I was there, and um, just those memories. And it's not just the game, guys. It's and John, you can even vouch for this, dude. Like with going to like the stadium, it's not just the game. It's like it's like the fans it's the smells it's the food it's the scenery it's it's just all that stuff that encompasses that experience and it just made me fall in love with baseball and yes guys i'm a baltimore orioles fan they suck they had the worst record in baseball this year but i don't care they're still my team no matter what and john your mets they I no offense, but they shit the bed the last couple weeks of the season. They almost pulled it out, man. 
Yes. Yeah. But we nobody expected it at the All Star break because they were so bad at the All Star break, and then yeah. they just came out on fire. And they had a, a mate, they had the best second half I think out of all the teams in baseball, and just wasn't enough at the end of the day. But I, I think in time, I think next year is going to be a different year. And they just fired their manager a couple weeks ago too, which I wasn't a Mickey Calloway fan anyway, so I'm kind of okay. glad they did. But I don't know. The Yankees are always in it, and I live in an area where people all love the Yankees, so it's hard to be a Mets fan, but I always I always rep my team no matter how good or bad they are. The Yankees buy their championships. I'm sorry. They do. I hope they choke again. I, I always like seeing them not do it and not win, to be honest with you. I'd rather see the other teams get it, but that's just me. Well, John, the Houston Astros, they're a prime example of what a pure baseball team does, okay, with like their farm system. That's how it should be, not this bull crap with, well, we got like a $100 million uh, salary cap that we can buy players off of. Man, that's bull crap because you, because, you, because you have teams like the Mets, the Pirates, like the Padres that have like lower salary caps, and they can't afford big-time players like that. And it's not right, man. It's no. not right. But their biggest producers, which is the funniest thing this year, were not their big money players. It was their young teams that came up in the farm system, which if that doesn't prove it to people, like for baseball fans, that you don't always need the biggest payroll to be out there and to be competitive. All their guys that were their big money players, mainly all of them took a shit this year or they were injured. And look where it came. Their farm system was so was so good. That's why the Mets are getting better and better every year because they have an amazing farm system and they've have these players that have come up and done it. But for years, they just bought players and look where that led them to. They went on a huge downward slide for many years, but maybe one day in my lifetime, we'll win a world series. <laughs> I don't know. Well, hopefully. Well, I mean, do you know if Davey Johnson is, is still managing? No, he's not anymore. He retired. I think. Damn it. The Baltimore should bring him back. I, it definitely um, wouldn't do them any. It, they couldn't get any worse, I don't think. So, oh, no. They had their best Wait. seasons under him and Buckshaw Walter. Yep, yep. And why we got rid of Buckshaw Walter, I have no earthly idea because he turned the team around. And hell, we went to the. Uh, which I think it was in 2014 or 2015. We went to the. the um, We went to the AL Pennant series. Like, yep. And. Uh, we got swept by like the Royals, but still though, like the fact that we got there, it was awesome. And, uh, which that was less painful than watching the uh, Yankees, uh, beat us back in 1996. No, 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 no. It was 97. Whenever like Baltimore went wire to wire that they were first place from the first game, uh, for like 162 straight games. And that thing with that fan, What's the fan's name? Like Roger Maris or something like that. Um, he grabbed the ball from Tony Tarasco, and yeah. oh my god, that really pissed me off. And uh, okay, okay, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fr- we got off the rails. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But back to my point. Like um, some of like my best memories growing up was going to like the ball games with my dad. Um, we went to like Baltimore Ravens games a lot. And just, like, the fact that my dad, he could have very easily just gone home, fell asleep, woke up, and just gone to work and not spend time with us. But he would go go above and 
beyond like to show us that he loved us and that's really really what i try to show my kids is that no matter what your problems are that you cannot make up no excuses for showing your children that you love them and um and uh when it comes like to my personal problems yes i do have my good days and bad days but from my father's example i don't go a day like without letting my kids know how much i love them and um that's part of like my that's another part of my dad's legacy right there that's really 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 hit home to me he he taught me how to work hard no matter what and he taught me how to love hard when it comes to my children um and uh and dad which i love you and it's been two years but i will see you again one day and i just with all due respect i hope it's later than sooner because i still have some work to do down here but i know that you're in good hands right now and you're not in pain so i love you dad and um right at the end and right at the end of uh, 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 the show ladies and gentlemen um we're gonna be playing my my dad's favorite worship song no he wasn't a christian but he liked a worship song okay and which it's my favorite of all time as well so uh Right at the end of the show, you're gonna be hearing that, which it's called, um, which it's by the band called Mercy Me. It's called I, 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 I Can Only Imagine. So, um, and just really quick before we go, John, um, mm-hmm. in like the world of wrestling, just really, really quick, the <laughs> your hot take on the current product with AEW, the draft with the WWE and have you checked out the new version of the um, NWA on YouTube? Um, For the NWA, I have not yet, but I plan on doing it this week because I think I'm going to, I got roped into doing a show with somebody on it. So I have to watch it if I'm going to review it. So I'm going to check out their first couple. I know they did one last week. I think the episode dropped tonight, the second one, maybe. So I'm going to check it out this week because I have to, to do a show with somebody for it. So I can't go unprepared on that. So I can't comment on it yet. I saw the pictures and the old school style of it. I think I like the old school feel of it. It's really cool. It's awesome. Yeah, it really does, man. I love the old. I love that that whole. It really brings me back when I look at it. I heard nothing but great things about it. I heard it was a phenomenal product, and uh, who knows? Maybe I'll even check it out tonight if I get a little few minutes before I go to bed. I'll maybe put an episode on and see if I can do it. Um, what do I think about the the draft? I thought the draft was terrible. I thought I liked the new concept where they did the five draft picks in one shot, but the the war rooms were so cheesy, <laughs> and it was ridiculous looking and there was virtually nothing that changed from it um, from the rosters that was already kind of in place and where people were at few exceptions. I guess there was supposed to be a big trade tonight. I have not read it yet. Um, Alexa bliss and, um, and Nikki cross went back to SmackDown. Who did they, who got traded over future draft picks? Jesus, man, (laughs) (laughs) that was the monster trade that he was touting. Yes. Are you freaking serious? Give me a break. Yeah. Wow. 
That's ridiculous. Well, that just sums up about what I feel of the draft there, man. The draft was ridiculous. It was, it just didn't mesh, man. It just didn't sound good. The product that they've been putting out over the past couple of weeks has been terrible. And, you know, it ended up costing somebody their job today, you know, for whatever reason that they cost them. I don't know yet. I'll find out this week, but that was nuts. AEW, I think they're doing really good, man. I mean, I thought, I think the Wednesday nights is very equal in, in regards to the product that they're putting out. Um, mm-hmm. I love Private Party, man. Those guys put on one hell of a show. Oh, um, God, that was such a good match. Oh, my man, they were great. Those guys are amazing. I love them. Um, I like the ending angles. As weird as it is, I like Jericho's group, the inner circle, a little bit. Um, you know, it's growing. It grew on me pretty fast there, and he's very good. Some people are saying he's the best in wrestling right now, which I think is fucking crazy. Excuse Jericho? Yeah. Yes, he is. Oh, no way. No way. Well, you side with Matt Kuhn, who thinks that too. And he also thinks that Cody Rhodes is the best baby face in wrestling today. So and somebody... Know the, know the fiend is. Well, his his logic, I guess, is what so somebody sent me the snapshots and said, look at what your boy said. And I read it and I was like, well, no way. I, I don't think Jerry was even remotely close. If he was the best thing in wrestling, they'd be scoring more than a 1.1 rating. So I will say that right there. For, I love him to death, though. Don't get me wrong. Best in wrestling in the world now? Uh, I don't know. But I like their show. I think it starts off really hot. I think it fizzles in the middle a little bit. And I think they need to work on that. And the women's division in AEW is the worst women's division I've ever seen in a major promotion. It is so bad. The yeah. women are so bad there. The champion is a 90-pound uh, porcelain doll-looking thing, that Riho. <laughs> you know, and then you got Dr. Britt Baker, beautiful woman, has zero personality, is like a mime. The personality of like a mime to me. And just stinks in the ring. Like their women's division is terrible. They really need to improve on that. And uh, they got some great things going for them, though. I just think they need to shore up the middle of their show more. Love Tony Schiavone on announcing. I think he's phenomenal. I think JR has has been very subpar. I think Excalibur is getting better. Uh, Mm -hmm. Tony Tony Schiavone was great, though. That's my thoughts in in a quick nutshell on what what we've seen with it. Well, it's crazy to think that their most talented woman is a former man. Yeah, and I don't know if she possesses any talent whatsoever. She's fucking dreadful. She almost killed Michael Nakazawa, or not Nakazawa, or not, 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 what the hell's his name? Nakazawa? Yes, like the baby oil guy. Yeah, yeah, the baby oil dude, man. The guy, that guy. She almost killed him. She almost spiked him on its neck. And here she can't beat the 90 pound um, Japanese girl, but she's going to get up in Kenny Omega's face and powerbomb 200 pound Michael Nakazawa like it's nothing. So I, I do, I, 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 I hope we don't see much of their women's division until it's repaired. Oh God. Um, and which I absolutely love the show. It was great. Um, like the, uh, the, the, um, angle with like the Jericho stable facing the bullet club. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Wait, we can't call it the bullet club. It's the, um, elite. Yes. Um, um, that's got me really, really fascinated, like to where that that's gonna go, and like the cool nugget that I love, like with Darby Allen, he skateboarded down the ramp, which I've never seen before, and uh, he uh, beat up Jericho. Um, but if straight up Jericho's new finisher, I think is retarded, and and you know, yes. you know that I'm the biggest Jericho mark in the world, absolutely, but. But good God, dude, like a back elbow, really? And it's not even a good one, and he misses most of the time when he hits it. 
Yeah, yeah, and like, I'll, and for people out there that that want to be cool and claim that you're not a mark, you're full of shit. Okay, we are all marks for something, one thing or another. Okay, for the people that worship Vince Russo, um, and claim that they're not marks, you're marks for Russo. I'm sorry, but you are. Uh, Russo, he's. He's admitted that he's a mark for Kiss and for the Beatles. Why are you guys so ashamed to call yourselves marks? That's just another way of saying that you're a big fan of something. Okay? And why do they have to crap on other people's likes what they like on it too, man? It's just... Thank you. It's like where people get on Troy and they bust on Troy for Russo's thing, man. And we've all talked about what a nice guy Troy is and, you know, certain things, how we were wrong. Troy's a good dude, man. And people knock on... People knock on Troy because he does stuff so much with Vince. And it's like, that's what Troy likes, man. If Troy, if Troy likes that, it's not, it's not our place to say it. You know, and then you got a lot of his people, man, that do this, where they go and they knock on people for liking wrestling still or AEW or whatever. It's let people enjoy what they want, man. We're all marks for something. If people oh, yeah. enjoy AEW, God bless them, man. That's what they like. You know, if they like oh, WWE, yeah. God bless them, man. If they don't like any of it, if you like Vince Russo, great. Go enjoy yourself, man. Knock yourself They're out. not hurt it's nobody. Great. Nobody's hurting anybody by doing it. Come on, you know. But like Ridiculous. the one, cri- wait, 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 wait. But like the one criticism that that I can make when it comes to Russo and guys, please don't freaking attack me on Twitter over this. But Vince, that if you happen to hear this, which I doubt you will, but but but, but if you happen to do, brother, please, if you're gonna preach something. When it comes to people needing to get along and 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 holding others at um, holding them a- accountable, then please pick a side. Whenever your group, whenever your brand members, not all of them, but that small minority, start running their mouths and they're being hateful and they're being very very disrespectful and they're calling certain people pedophiles please (laughs) stop focusing on the bottom line which you know what that is and please call out your followers that small minority because you're making the rest of the group look like a bunch of morons i'm just telling you the truth so please so what do you think about that, John? I concur. And, uh, you know, I've said it till I'm blue in the face with people. And I just don't get into it with those people anymore. Just not worth my time. Oh. You know, the way that people painted me over in those places was completely um, wrong. And it was unfortunate that they decided to go the certain routes that they did. And you know what? I, I, I feel bad for them, Christopher. And I pray for them. Because if their lives are that sad that they have to do those things, like that's not the way to be in life. When we look at Christianity, what we were talking about earlier, is, uh, you know, I I pray for them. And I had to learn to turn the other cheek, even if I wanted to do something different. And that's the step that I'm going to try to take on certain things. Because, you know, I want to try to practice what I preach and what I give out. I want to try to be the best person I can be. And uh, I pray for them that they have a nice life and that whatever they do in their life, if they're miserable and happy, they become happy and, and joyful mm-hmm. and they have good things in their life. And I, and I legitimately mean that, man. 
that's a hundred thousand percent the truth man I, I i wish all good things for people i'm gonna learn lessons on how to turn the other cheek better oh yeah oh yeah and and like the same goes for like the people that have problems with us if you guys for the people that supposedly have issues with us you're more you're more than welcome to come on our respective shows and we can talk it out like men so i mean don't say that we did not invite you guys so because me and john we want peace love and we just want everybody to get along and we want we're not trying to be we're not trying to be braggadocious when it comes to the the reality check podcasting network we want to put the best product out possible and if it happens that we get great numbers awesome don't cut us down over it celebrate it mm-hmm. we want to celebrate you guys why not focus on the positives and stop trying to tear others down so i mean straight up guys let's let's start tonight and let's turn some cheeks okay and let's focus on the positives now um and uh with that said john because it's kind of getting late yep uh do you have any plugs brother yeah guys if you just want to check us out on twitter at wwr podcast on twitter my dms are open you ever want to talk shoot the shit whatever let me know they're always open and uh, you can email me too if you want wwrpodcast.com at gmail.com and uh, check out all the great shows we got on the network and all the good things that's going on over there you can check out my one show wrestling with reality it's every monday it's every friday and every sunday and uh, about every other week i put out a wednesday show too so you get three to four shows a week and uh, you can also check out me on the realest guys in the room with dan sovereign i should have a new episode out this week um, i just got to get a hold of the beast and get him in one place for uh, for about an hour which is really hard because he's always on the go so hopefully i'll have a new episode out this week with that and uh, working on a couple other nice signings for the network um, and seeing where that goes from there. And if not, we're still going to keep going on and doing what we're doing. Kicking butt. That's all I got. Very nice, John. And just really quick, please ask Dan when it comes to like the whole thing, like with Kane and with Brock, please get his take on it because I would love to hear it. Wait till you hear his take on Owen Hart. Oh, wow. So... He loves Owen Hart. I'm not going to say that. He's not going to love it. Wait, wait till you hear the story of the stretcher job. Oh, my God. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What about the match with him in the dungeon with Owen? We'll talk about it, too. Awesome, awesome, and awesome. We'll talk about awesome. that. And we'll talk about the spot where Owen um, Powell drove him and he got stretchered out. And what pe- yeah, you go back and watch around the raw time. It was around the time. Might have been after or I think it was after he broke Steve Austin's neck. So and is it on the network? It is. It was on a Raw, actually. It was on a Raw. Okay. You, can, you can look it up. You can YouTube it. Um, but people think it was just, it was a uh, that it was you know kayfabe that it was just a storyline and that they were doing it. But the reality was it wasn't. And he literally almost broke his neck. And wait till you hear the story about what happened backstage as soon as it as soon as it happened. So it's cool. It's really nobody's ever heard this, this story. You're you're like leaving us with like a cliffhanger here, That's man. That's how I got to sell episodes, man. I know, I know. That's how I got to get you to go, man. I'm telling you, I've heard the story several times. I know, I know a lot of the inside track on things. I know a lot of the inside tracks on the early UFCs. I could tell you things that I've heard um, about the early UFC fighters that will blow your mind too. And 
I could blow your mind on some of the things in the WWE that I've heard from his year there. And I can blow your mind with one of the upcoming guests that we're going to have on there and something that he's going to bring, you know, and I'll just say, uh, when we get him on, which will be this year, we'll have him on when we get it, when we get it nailed down for this one guest, he's a very good friend of Dan's and he definitely wasn't a fan of mine in many ways before. And really, yeah, for whatever due to Priscilla Kelly, I'll say that an interview I did with him. Oh, okay. I got you. Yep. I, which I'm not going to spoil it, but yes, I got where you come from. Yeah, but no, he doesn't remember me anymore with that anyways, but no. So it's interesting okay. stuff coming up, guys. Very, very nice. And something that I want to say like to close out before before I do like my mag, my magnificent super duper close is that, ladies and gentlemen, for the recent people that have departed from the Reality Check Podcasting Network, me and John and Rob and like the whole gang, we wish you guys nothing but the best in your future uh, choices and where you're going and what you're doing. Um, and 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 re- and like I said, regardless of our differences, we ultimately want you guys to be happy. So where wherever that's lead you to, awesome. Just huh? Zero differences, nothing but love. They just yep. went on to do other things. That's it. There you go. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me on Inspired with Christopher tonight because we spoke about some things that were like a little bit controversial, but by God, they were on my heart and we needed to get it out. And I needed John's perspective because we need to get more people out there with like the liberal view and like to let you guys know that if you are a liberal Christian, you can come out of the closet. It's okay. You're not Mike Pence. For the love of God, come out of the closet. Be proud of who you are. And to so, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you so much for waiting. And starting next week, once again, you will have the show Sunday or Monday, okay? And you will have the show back on like normal time. All right, guys. So thank you so much. God bless you. And we're going to end the show with my dad's favorite worship song called I, I can only e- imagine by mercy me. All right, guys. Thank you. God bless you. And I'm out. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk. By your side, I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine.
is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.